Ladies Kicking Assets, where we are empowering women and the world on financial education and taking action. And we are not financial advisors, um, nor are we um, experts in all of these areas, but we have um, life experience and we've had tremendous success. And today we have one of the most powerful individuals around that can talk to us about EQRP. We have Damian Lupo here with us, who is the King Badger. Damian, welcome to our show. Um, and we are so happy that you are here and excited that you can share with everyone about financial freedom. And I do have your book right here that I'd love to share with all. And this is a great book, great read if you don't have it. And so welcome, Damien. Damien is the King Badger, and he was able to help navigate us on this little minor Zoom snafu. Um, we were able to work that out, and we're now going to talk about all things EQRP, what you're passionate about, um, and just how, how folks can really um, take control of their own checkbook and use that to their benefit. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's, it's funny. I've never actually been crowned a king before. I've been in charge of things and chief. But I think today <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody I'm not a king because Robin and Courtney uh, <laughs> deemed me king worthy of some, for some, like my little mini kingdom here. You're right. You know what? You freedom. did say, it does say chief, but suddenly you're King Damien. King. The king, king badger. badger. Okay. Like, king badger. Eat, king you know, it's funny about honey badgers is they, they generally are so they don't really have like a big pack when you see them in, in footage. It's like one, and then they take on like a, a pride of lions or something. And it's, <laughs> and there's a reason that they're, that we are honey badgers. And in the EQRP community, our tribe is known as honey badgers because they're the most fearless animal in the world. And in order for people to be financially free, you have to have a sense of fearlessness. You have to be committed, decisive, and resilient. Those are the four pieces of, <laughs> of our tribe, of our people, and of that animal. And it's, and for financial freedom, if you don't have any of, if you don't have those four pieces, you're probably toast. And it's, and it, it really, it starts with this mindset and then the right tools. I think a lot of people learn the mindset of financial freedom, but then they don't take action. They just kind of watch it with other people. And then they say, yeah, good idea. Or they complain about it. And we're, we're an action oriented organization and our people like, you know, when, when, uh, Robin, when you and Brett got involved, you're, you're action oriented. You're like, okay, we're going to do something. We're going to take advantage of of this tool and the tribe mm -hmm. and the team. And so then you have control of this big pile of whatever it is for you guys and our tribe, the retirement money that people have, they generally, it's like an afterthought, like mm -hmm. the IRAs and 401ks. People don't really think that that's real money. It's kind of this weird smoke and mirrors thing behind the wall street gate. And what we do is we give people the ability to take control of that money and then guide them on their journey so that they actually can build the muscle around controlling that money and then having financial freedom versus Maybe someday I can hope myself into freedom. And let's, let's be honest, that doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And so one of the things that you said there, which is so important, I think is that, you know, with everyone's 401k or what they have out there, they think it's this someday thing. And, you know, someday is no well, day. I think people I hope think that they're, they're putting money. enough into it that eventually they're going to be retired. They're mm -hmm. hopeful that they're saving enough, you know, to afford it, whatever lifestyle they're looking at, you know, when they retire. And at right. the end of the day, 
these funds are susceptible to the volatility of the stock market, which is really scary. I'm sure a lot of people that are holding their retirement and thought they were going to retire right now, you know, are have sustained these, what, 30, 40% drops at a minimum of, you know, the funds that they thought they had to retire on. That, that, and fortunately, our entire system is set up for people to hand their money over to some wizard behind the curtain and then hope it works out. They smoke a bunch of hopium for right. the next 30 years. That is the strategy. Like, okay. I've never heard that. I mean, this is, this is what people do. Like, it, yeah. It's like, Hey, just give me your money every month, put it into this thing and then show up in 40 years. The advisor will probably be dead by then so that you can't yell at them. Like that's their strategy. <laughs> if I can just convince you to give me your money, you need $4.2 million by the time you're 60 and everything will be good. They can live off the fees for the next 30 or 40 years. And then when you wake up one day and go, crap, I didn't get there. Or you got there. Like here, One of the things that happens all the time, people show up and they go, I got $2 million. I have no idea what to do. It's in my 401k. And, and the problem is our system is set up to give people this false illusion that if you have a pile of money, you're actually free. And the reality is you're not free if you don't have the confidence around investing it. And our system isn't set up to make people investors. It's to make them slaves. Like Correct. money is the modern day slavery tool. And so people go along pushing money into the system, Wall Street gets rich, and then people get scared. So at 60, instead of saying, I'm free, I can go do what I want, they go, I hope I don't lose it. And, and, you, and the concern is that people, we don't have another, another 40 years at age 60 to go rebuild. And quite frankly, we're too tired, which is normal. Like, why would you want to try to figure it out when you're 60? So the, the, whole, the whole idea here is we get people in control and in charge and start building the muscle. So over a period of a few years, you're, we're not concerned. Because I can tell you that if you build the confidence, the money becomes irrelevant. Once you build the confidence around investing and making money, it doesn't take money to make money. People say that. And then the, the masses, people that are listening, watching, they go, yeah, easy for you to say you have money. Well, when I started investing in 1999, my first deal was I borrowed some money on a, on a Chase credit card, went and bought a house, took over a mortgage. I had no money. I literally borrowed money for the down payment. And, and I turned that into $20 million over five years and then lost $25 million. So do the math. It was a very like, <laughs> experience. That, right. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that you switch gears into. When you build that confidence, you realize, oh, I'm the wealth. It's not the dollars in the bank account. And you can create money out of thin air. Once you get there, you're free. When you think it's about dollars in the bank, you're never free because there's always going to be more needs and there's always going to be a concern you're going to lose it. And if you lose it, you're dead. If you don't care about the money, if you realize it's the wealth is between your ears, you don't have a concern anymore about how much is in there. You're a good steward of it. And yet it's not the thing that's going to make you free. It's the thing in your brain. So what, what are, what, what practices do you have? I mean, or maybe I should back up and say, how, how did you start building your confidence um, in yourself personally to start investing? And then secondly, what are practices that you have to keep that up? Because every now and then there's a little voice in everyone's head that rises up and, and provides insecurity at some level. So how do you continue to maintain a clear mindset? A couple of things that were early, early on in my early twenties, there's an, there's an unusual thing where you don't have any actual experience and you think mm -hmm. that you can create the great wall of China in a week. And, and that's useful it's a little harder. It's in fact, it's a way harder thing when you're 40, 50 years old, because you have decades of getting beat up and you're kind of like yeah. jaded and you've got scar tissue. So right. one of, one of the things that helps anybody at any age is to have people around you that make what you're trying to do normal. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the masterminds. It's the mentors. I've had mentors and masterminds my, from the time I was in my late teens 
Because if we don't do that, we tend to drop down to the least common denominator of people that are around us. Instead of doing that, you just go around to seminars and, and not just places where people go rah, rah, rah. Like I'm so, I, I love Tony Robbins and I think it's ridiculous when people say, I'm going to go to a weekend thing and my life has changed. I'm like, no, it's not. Cause it's like going to the gym, pounding six months worth of steroids and thinking I'm awesome. Cause I just deadlifted 400 pounds. Well, you know what? Tomorrow you're going to be broken and you're never <laughs> going to do it again. Right. And that's, and, and the, the actual, the actual growth takes time. The actual freedom is a process. So the, the greatest habit I have is, is just getting up and continuing to do it. Most people don't want to do the grind. They want everything today or yesterday. And it's because they saw somebody's highlight reel on their Facebook feed or their Instagram feed that says, look, everything I've got. And then you go, oh, I'm jealous, right? Like, I think social is one of the dumbest things that's out there for getting people happy with what they have or hopeful about what they can create because it makes everything we've done wrong and it makes everything we want so far out there. You're like, ah, look at, look at the jet they have. And I'm barely making payments on my Ford freaking Taurus. That's because people are comparing like their year totally. one to other people's year twenties or, you know, whatever that They're, looks like. And a lot of that's the fake year twenties. It's like, Hey, look yes. at all these things. We see people like, like Ty Lopez and different people that are doing a lot of flashy cars. If you don't know him, look him up. He's, he's a great marketer. But what happens is people look at all this flashy stuff, whether it's the hip hop things or it's somebody on Instagram, that's a, like a nobody, but yet they have all this stuff. And what you'll find is there's a lot of people that borrow lifestyle image, whether it's a, a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini or a jet right. or the vacation. And what they don't show you is their actual bank account. What they'll show you is a, a check from, you know, from a title company. And, and it's people, there's so much fake and then people follow the fake and they wonder why it's not working out because it's fake. It's yeah. the real deal requires real work. The real dreams require real hustle. And, and that's, that's almost like a dying art, but that's, you want the secret to success, work your ass off and not yeah. dig in ditches. You got to have people that you're, you're modeling, or you got to have a vision that is part of this. I'm, I'm going to think different. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to just go dig a ditch real hard and think I'm going to get rich or free. You're just going to end up with a hole in the ground. And that's right. what a lot of people think with the hustle. Hustle is about having the right, the, the right blueprint, the right game plan. And that's around, I, I think that the, the hack that you, anybody can have is being around the people that are already where you want to be. And then just start doing what the heck they're doing. It's, you don't have to recreate. People think that there's this, this, this thing you have to do. It ha you have to be different. Not necessarily. You be you and model. And like, and, it, and it's a really funny thing that it sort of happens. It's just, you know, it's, it's what happens. That's so powerful. Be you and model, you know, uh, surround yourself with the people who are doing it. And we've, you know, heard that all of us in so many different groups that we're in. And it's true. Um, so just, in, our, in our circle meeting with the real estate guys here after goals last week, we had another member in there and he talked about, you know, he's just quit his job. He's moved into syndication full time. His friends and family all think he's crazy, but you know, they are part of this rat race and they don't know any other way and they think he's crazy. So he, you know, we talked about how refreshing it is, you know, and how important it is to be a part of masterminds and other groups that can help, first of all, help you figure out how to get things done and help you figure out how to take action and, and build all that up. So, um, yeah, it's very powerful. Being crazy is it, it, like, there's a video that Steve jobs, or it's, it's about Steve jobs and it's, it's about being part of the crazies and, and being the creators. And, and one of the reasons that I always suggest, and I'm, I'm willing to spend more time by myself than I think most people, and I, I have for a long time now, it's a bit different because there's this tribe and the team and, and the 20 people that work in the organization. 
there's a, there's a synergy around that. But for many years, it was really just being on my own and being okay with that. Most people aren't. And so they tend to fall back into people that are their neighbors or they've known since kindergarten, or they end up in, in these environments. And so they get looked at as they're crazy. And for most people, it's too much. So they go, okay, well, I don't want to get out of the box. I want to stay in the box with all my crab friends. And right. they stay there instead of saying, hey, maybe there's another box with some other cool creatures that are also crazy. And then you're like, oh, we're all normal. The other people are crazy. They're the ones that want to stay in, in shackles. And yeah. that's that's the big shift. It's like, do you, are you okay with shackles? And if you are, then cool, stop trying to do anything else. And if you're not, then let go of all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because, I mean, when you start thinking about disconnecting from friends, potentially family, that's uh, that's too much mm-hmm. for most people. And so, it, you know, you decide, is it your dream or somebody else's dream? Most people's dreams are yesterday's stuff and they just keep doing it. It's like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. You have to decide, do you want Groundhog Day or do you want a, a life by design? Exactly. Exactly. So what do you do for yourself? Um, do you annually um, review goals or um, how do you set your trajectory annually? I mean, what, how have you done that for 2023 with what so, you're doing personally and professionally? So there's, so most people, if you look at the most population, maybe they have a new year's resolution that ends up being a, a new year's destruction month where by the end of January, it's like, you know, people start the gym the first week of January <laughs> right. and by February 1st, the gym is empty. Yeah. So a couple of things. One, my goals are in front of me every week, every month I'm digging into them. I use something called a life book. It's a 200 page book I've written over the last 12 years. And that's, that's how I think on paper. And so if you're really wanting to go deep into all the pieces of your life, this is a great way to do it. And so I've been doing that. I've, I've spent thousands of hours on this. It's not something, there is no hack. It's literally just a very conscious way to do life. And, and then every year I spend, before I do goals on an annual basis, I, I look back over the year and I spend time in gratitude and physically writing down every person, every event, every book, every, every supplement, my car, like all the things in my life that matter, my health, my ability to, mm-hmm. to be in a country where I can genuinely be free to do me, whatever that looks like. So there, I spend all this time. And the reason I do that is because if we just say, okay, I'm going to focus on my goals for 2023, the year coming up. And we don't look at gratitude, it makes our previous year wrong. We say, okay, I want a different house. Well, what's wrong with your house? Apparently something. So if we start with gratitude, there's a foundation of grace and, and joy. And then we add on. People generally miss that. I did for a long time. And, and then I, I was like, why am I always feeling like unsettled? Like I don't have enough. And it was because I wasn't spending enough time on gratitude. And I think that that's the missing piece for most people mm-hmm. to start with. Mm-hmm. I agree. I tell you what, I start, I had a person say this to me about two years ago and they said, you know, it was at the end of the day. And they said, if all you had left with was what you thanked God for this morning, what would you have? And that had such a huge impact on me that I literally start my day being thankful for even being awake and being given the day. And then I just roll with it from there. And, um, and you're exactly right. Being grateful and having gratitude shifts your thinking in everything. It gives me chills. It really does. Um, it allows you to, to grow and stretch and, and come from a place of abundance and, and it just, you spread joy and it just has such a major impact on everything that you do, every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Yep. And it definitely impacts your desire to give back and share. Um, because when you've been given so much and just the ability to be, you know, around, uh, people have great health, uh, or improving health or whatever that might be, 
you just, it bubbles over. It radiates. People can see it, you know? So that's a powerful thing. I love that when you talked about gratitude and you're right. I think that is the missing piece because so many people are like chasing after this, this kite, you know, they want more, more, more. They see everybody doing all this, the rose color glasses on social media. And it's like, they're never satisfied. I mean, well, uh, I mean, I mean, let me, let me share a story with you, you gals. I um, mean, everybody that's listening, there's a, a friend of mine that committed suicide a couple of months ago. And, and he was oh. somebody that you would look at and you would say, gosh, he's got everything. He, so the book that I'm writing a book this year based on this idea of never being enough uh, title is similar to that. So maybe a year and a half ago, I remember him talking and this is somebody that had probably 20 to $30 million, which I would say for most people, that's a lot of money. And even Mark Cuban said, 1% of my wealth would be more than enough for my life. And so Mark Cuban's got two, 3 billion, 4 billion. So that's basically what this guy had, what Mark Cuban said. And I would agree with him. There's a, an FU amount of money, which is generally 20 to $30 million where you just don't have to go and do anything more unless you want a citation X or a Gulfstream 650 or something. You generally, you're good. Like you, you don't, you can be a, a decent steward and you can basically be in a money market account and like not do anything. Yeah. So this guy had this kind of money and it wasn't enough. And so he went out and started playing games um, with, with different uh, financial strategies that were, that were way too gray and sometimes black, meaning that they were, there was some illegal illegality because he wanted more. And, and that's what every indication is. It was, I'm going to play games and I'm not going to play by, it was like his, he was making it up to um, get more without playing in the legal space. And when you do that, and I see people do that and either one, they're committing fraud or two, they, they say, I've got my X number of dollars or my wealth, and I'm going to spend the next 10 years doubling or tripling or quadrupling it. And I always ask why, what the hell is the point? And in this case, he got to the point where he, he decided I'm in so deep, there's no way out. The only way out is for me to kill myself. And so he did that uh. this fall. And, and it was really sad because there was a really beautiful human being there. And I mean, someone that people look up to and did a lot of great things for human trafficking to help prevent that and squash it. And I, and I see that all over the place. People aren't happy with what they have and mm -hmm. it's never enough. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really, it's actually kind of scary because there's this grind and what, what's happening is we're giving up our time that could be used for good things. Instead, we're saying more digits in a bank account is somehow going to make me better or happier. And, and it's a lie we're telling ourselves, and it, and that's something for everybody to think about. Do I have enough for happiness? Is more better? Because more isn't better. More is more. You might have more tools, more resources. The question is how much of your time, how much of your soul are you going to give away for it? And are you going to get, are you putting yourself potentially at risk for a situation like him where you say, oops, I am so buried with this, this, this desire for more, this craving for more that now I need to off myself. And that's what he did. Oh my God. How horrible. It is horrible. It's, and it's, and yeah. I see that. I see people doing really dumb things. One uh, guy that I knew in a mastermind just got indicted and had the FBI come and raid him because he was playing games and it was all about more. And he went from like zero to $150, $150 million net worth in like less than four or five years. And it was, it was smoke and mirrors. And you kind of sense something is off. And it, this is somebody that wanted to be, he wanted to fit in with other guys in, in, a, in a mastermind that had five, 10, $20 million net worths. And he's like, yeah, I've got this super special strategy. And he bankrupted a bunch of people because he was taking advantage and playing games. And we see that so often and people, there's no check on it until you literally are 
behind bars or dead. So I think people, one of the, one of the, I guess what I'm getting at here is that there's, there's a reality around wealth and there's also a timing around creating it. And I think people are too much in a hurry and they think that more is better. And those are both completely, um, completely goofy and they're going to end with tragedy in most cases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Really profound what you're saying. Uh, because you have to have the ability to understand how to manage it, which goes back to what you were talking about on the front side, which is truly doing the grind and understanding not just how to make money, grow money, but how to manage money and have your money work for you. Well, and tell you what, at there. goals this yeah. last week, and another thing I thought about was okay, here, here are the things that I want to accomplish and some of the things that I want to buy, but why, you know, sitting back and really thinking about why do I feel like I, that needs to be on there? And what is that doing for me? For like the, probably the first five, six years, I kept expanding it. There was more stuff. There was more houses. There was just like, you know, this life and, and more seemed to be better. And then in the last few years, it's been, it's been me going in, cutting, 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 deleting. I'm like, okay, how many vehicles do I need? Apparently not 17. And, and, and how many, how many houses do I need or even want? And it went from, I don't need it. I want it to, I don't even want it. What I want is the experience. And I think in general, that's one of the things that people can, can shift to. If, if you have a dream of a house or a car or whatever, a trip, book the damn thing and try it. So Airbnb has made this idea of experiencing an incredible home. Like we're doing, there's a group of us that are going to a a little retreat, kind of a mastermind. We rented a house. It's a $30 million house. What I want to know is how come I, I wasn't invited to this retreat. <laughs> did you get yeah. an invitation? Apparently it's very misogynistic. It's all guys. So, you know, that's, I that mean, I mean it. It, it's, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I think is really valuable is to like for, especially for men to have brotherhoods and this is the same for women, but in my case, I, really I am a man and I identify as a man and we're not going to you know go down that road, but yeah. The the reality is it's really important for guys to be able to go do guys guys things together and and go totally deep agree. and be able to be connected and and so we're doing that and it's it's kind of funny because there was a, a question of so are wives invited? And I'm like, love your wives? No, they're not invited. Uh, no. <laughs> like, there's there's a value in people yeah. coming together and not there's a different energy. You know, when, when men and women are together, that's cool. It's just a different energy. So we are we're purposefully bringing the guys together, eight of us, and it's uh -huh. and having this experience. So again the experience it's it's sharing it's bonding it's creating and um and we're talking about that. ways that we can serve our tribe yeah it's like yeah. we're we're going to spend this week having this experience and coming away from that with new ideas new ways to to have to help people level up and lift up and be pulled out of the whatever they're in because i think a lot of us are, are stuck in something a little bit of mud yeah. and, and so this getting out of your day-to-day -to, -day to start thinking for yourself and for for your tribes whatever your tribe looks like Mm -hmm. is an incredibly valuable um, mm -hmm. rhythm. And that's so we mm -hmm. do that every year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Really Joe and I've had this conversation about, about experiences and, you know, stopping buying all the crap for birthdays and Christmases and everything else. Cause at the end of the day, it's about experiences and that's what we enjoy. I would rather go out and spend $10,000 on an amazing trip somewhere where I've got a week with my kids at Christmas in some new place that we haven't been than buying a whole bunch of stuff that we probably don't need. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I do think those relationships as we, you know, we've talked about are, are so valuable. And, you know, I had that deep reminder this past December when my brand new grandbabies were in the hospital for 24 days. And, um, 
at the end of the day, it didn't matter the money, the stuff, none of it could have made them well, you know, and what I, what I had impressed on my heart so deeply was it's my friends and my family and my relationships, you know, in this real estate community who reached out, who were there for me at all areas of all times of the night and day. And so pressing into those relationships is powerful uh, in really being able to be um, really transparent with folks about what you're really walking through, you know, what, what's real, you know, not what everybody's seeing, how amazing life appears to be, how much stuff you appear to have, but where are you really? So getting into the minutia of what's really happening in life is really a great thing. So I love that you're doing that with your, with your group. I appreciate that. I think that's ultimately we're, I think there's, there's a lot of joy by the focus on other people and whether that's our tribe or employees or partners or yeah. if one of my biggest mistakes was, was focusing hedonistically on, on just me back in the two thousands. And that's, I think that's part of the reason that God said, okay, you got your 20 million. Let me take you to negative five and see how you like that experience. And then maybe you can try something different next time. And so on the other side of that years later, it, there was this recreation reinvention. In fact, I wrote a book called reinvented life in 2012 that talks about this whole journey and the, the shift is about going external to other people. There's a different focus. And it, it really hit me hard when in 2014, when my dad passed away, we had this conversation and he, he, there was this, this, this sorrow in him in the, his final days where he, he had this, this, like this sadness that he didn't, he didn't go out and do life. And it, it was, it wasn't just the experiences he missed. It was the contribution to other people, I think. And he didn't say that, but I, I got the sense because he was a teacher. He loved, he loved teaching in, in the college and things. And that was where he had this great joy and he didn't tap into it. And there's probably something for everybody where we could tap into that thing deeper. And so on the other side of losing all this money and starting over, the shift went from whatever I'm getting to whatever I'm giving and what I'm creating. And, and it's, it's about creating employment. It's about creating the shackle breaking environment. Ultimately. The, the mission here is a million people that have their shackles broken, a million people that are financially free, financially free to live to where their money isn't the driver, where their, right. their, their mission is the driver. And that's, that's what the EQRP company is all about. That's what we do every day. Well, wonderful. Well, how can our guests get in touch with you or your business? What's, what's the best way for that to occur? Best thing to do is to visit eqrp.com. And okay. poke around, get a copy of the book. I think you'd showed it, shown it earlier. So there's happy to send that out. It's give us it's a, a quick little a little go over of what that is and what that yeah. can do for people. Cause I don't I most people when I bring that up, they've never even heard of it. So I'd love to just quickly gloss over that. Yeah. So the so the EQRP is a system where you're 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 able to take control of your retirement money, IRAs, 401ks. It's for individuals, it's for business owners. If you have 50 employees or five or just you or you're an employee, it doesn't make any difference. It, it works for anybody in any situation. And what it does is it allows you to take retirement money and invest it outside of Wall Street. So if you go, I don't trust the stock market, which you shouldn't, then you can say, I want to invest in apartments. I want to invest in physical gold. I want to invest in Bitcoin. Like whatever works for you, you're not mm -hmm. stuck inside of a Wall Street siloed system. It allows you to control your, your money and make decisions that are best for you and your family. And then the, the whole ecosystem is about you having a support system. It's not about a tool where we just say, go, good luck. Here's, here's a binder. 
uh, most companies in financial services have binders and then they have FAQs and videos. What we have is a team of honey badgers, people that, that are there, that are part of your <laughs> navigational system. You get to drive your retirement accounts. We're in the navigator seat to where we can help you whenever you want because we're right there. Humans, not bots, not, you know, not virtual assistants halfway around the world, but people here in Birmingham at the office, whole team of people that are meant to make your life easier and, and create freedom for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've got to find out. I know Joe has a, a retirement account. It's not a 401k. It's something totally different. And I know we've been talking about this and talking about it. We've got to get something done on that as well. One of the things that we hear a lot with people, with, and it might be a 403b or a 457, uh, people that are like firefighters, teachers, police, like they have different, they're all the same. They're all, they're all retirement vehicles. And we've, I had a guy come in um, that showed up, he became a member of the tribe this week. And he said, you know, I saw you a couple of years ago in Belize and I've just, I can't believe two years went by. Let's, I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of this. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. that happens where, where people hear about something and they're busy because our lives are busy. And then years go by. And, and one of the most powerful things you can do is take some type of step and, and going to eqrp.com and getting a copy of the book. Yeah. Anybody can do that. It's, and it, it gets the ball rolling for your future. Cause I guarantee you two years is going to show up. Either you're going to be dead or you're going to be two years older. Like That's something true. is going to happen. And so that's like, Courtney, you and I met, I, I forget how many years ago and here we are years later. So like it's yeah. time does go by. And so mm -hmm. the, the job for all of us today is to decide what step we're going to take and then take it. Yeah. I love that's that. Right. Awesome. Don't let two years go by. It's going by. The question is, what are you going to do? It's going by no it? matter what. Oh, that's why it's so important to take, take action. Um, you know, yeah. the longer you sit on things and the more, uh, there was one thing that I wrote down from goals that I really, really loved and it. Oh God, I posted it. Hold on. It was something to the effect of, <laughs> um, man, it was, this is so good. I can't even remember exactly what it was. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> and that's because there's so many good things. You took notes on a lot of great things. Okay, here we go. 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you did. And that's from Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. Mark, Mark was right. That was that was the, the lesson from, from my dad. It was really about the, the level of regret. We don't, we don't regret the things that we do. We regret the things that we don't do. We look back and go, oh, what if I had done it? I mean, for, for most people, there's this idea that if we do the thing and we mess up, it's going to kill us. Something's going to eat us if we make a mistake, because we're taught that as kids. If you make a mistake, you're going to be ostracized. ostracized. Your, your parents are going to tell you you're a loser. The school system's going to say you got 50% wrong. You're held back a year. The reality is in the real world, if you get 50% right, you're a damn billionaire. Like yes. no joke, you are a billionaire and people go, yeah, but I got to do it right. Like there's this perfection syndrome. No, it's no, a syndrome. That's because we're criticized and mm -hmm. things are called failure and it's not failure. It's kind of like learning to walk. You fall 80 million times before you get it right. And it's not failure. It's just the process of learning to do that. And it's the same mm -hmm. with everything else, which is really frustrating that that failure is ingrained in us, you know, from the time we're born. So that's right. it is shift and change that thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, Damien, this has been a, just a great um, 
conversation that we've had with you. We've talked about a lot of different things. I, I love your business, but most importantly, I love how you talked about uh, mindset and taking action um, and just be in control and make some change. And so those are the first steps and be consistent with that. And you can do great things. Um, even losing money and coming back on the other side, you can, you can do some amazing things. So we want to make sure everyone knows to reach out to you at eqrp.com, right? That's right. And uh, get the book, download all the information. It's really great. The Badger team is really wonderful. We've enjoyed our conversations with them, Brett and I. And we wanna ask our audience to make sure you subscribe to Ladies Kicking Assets and share our information with your friends and those that matter to you. So till next week, our friends, we are grateful for each and every one of you for listening today. Thank you.